The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And boy, is that right now. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I hope you're not caught up in the kabuki theater that's on television right now hey here's a good one how do you know if a politician is lying their lips are moving (laughs) also life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance too much humor that will force you to think why does this guy have a radio show why not also bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes your phone calls and more The David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we are. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process of trying to understand how to stay on mission when there are so many distractions all around us. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can get some roller skates and skate around your neighborhood. And uh, if you have like little flags, you can kind of like wave those and nobody will see that. But you can do it. Also, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you have the unique privilege of talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you how peaceful and wonderful that is. When you talk to Captain Chris, it's like 24 hours with no news media. Wow. And then you will be... Who doesn't want that? Oh, yeah. Also, you can text us during the show live, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. I don't know what the standard rates are for your plan, so I'm not going to tell you that the rates won't apply. I have no idea. No, they won't apply. 
Just 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. Now, people, we do get the emails. I mean, we do. And so sometimes I'm a little slower to react because every time I get an email, I have to actually put my finger on the uh, Chromecast, the, the, the Chromebook that I have, and hope that it comes up. We, we do have it, and you can use it. Additionally, of course, you know, uh, besides reaching out to us by phone and besides reaching out to us through text and through email, something we want to do is send you to the website. A couple of reasons why. There are brochures that don't explain the show because I don't know how to explain the show, but they do a better job than most of us can do in trying to share what the show is about. So, therefore, we are giving them away free, no obligations, no requirements, no quotas, no anything weird you get a brochure you put it in your car you put it somewhere around you and if you come across somebody you think hey this would be kind of cool for them then you share it if not don't worry about it that's it there you don't, don't report it don't check in nothing it's all in your hands you are in charge of that ministry additionally we want to encourage you there's podcasts galore we have a lot of podcast hours how many a lot in fact on hipcast we have more than any other <laughs> any that's amazing it's a lot 3200 hours is a lot right and what do you talk about i don't know stuff <laughs> life you can go on the website and access the podcast that way and then the last thing we want to of course encourage you in oh yeah on the on the website by the way there are videos and audios for encouragement it's one of the things that we're geared towards and then also you can have the opportunity to give and we tell people if you can't give 60 dollars, and we get it Give us 60 seconds in prayer. We would think that's even better because 60 seconds in prayer with God moves more than people can imagine. But if you have that opportunity to give, a great place to do it is on the website, plus information how to give not directly through the website, but through check or if you want to do it some other way, that's also on the website. So check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, I'm going to share a story that the that that noise will explain. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm just kind of like falling off the ledge. I made a boo-boo. I got to confess. I don't like confessing, but we're not going to confess yet. I need to get through a few more things, and then we'll get to the confession stuff. Um, okay. The one thing I do is let's open up with a word of prayer, and I want to pray for the U.S., which is going through traumatic. It's it, What you think right now is going on is division is nothing compared to what's coming. I'm just telling you right now. It's not even, oh, that's prophetic. It's a prophetic word. Nope, I'm pretty sure if I can take two apples and put them together with two apples, I'll have four apples. Some of it's observational, and here's the observation. going to get a lot worse, and so we just need God's grace in the process. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now and thank you for everything because you're awesome. That's why. You are awesome to us. You, you're so kind. The fact that you just covered our sin in the blood of Jesus, we are so unworthy of that grace, of that gift. And now we're just asking you to have mercy on our country. A lot of people are very patriotic, and a lot of people are very committed to ideologies. And Lord, we just want you. We want more of you in our country so that we can still have a country. And we want there to be peace where there's so much strength. We want peace, especially peace in the church and amongst believers. 
And Father, we also ask you to bring peace into Ukraine and that the gospel would be spread to the four corners of that country. My very own grandfather was born there, and I just ask you that you would bring the gospel proclamation to everywhere in that country. Lift them up before you. Pray for your name to be glorified. We just entrust ourselves to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, we're going to get rolling on this very first one, so we're going to do a re and ramble. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. At least you know where to go when you're looking for some blend. Here we go. Um, we're picking this up from First John chapter three, and I never got to finish verse three. I want to do that, and then we're going to do something completely different. I mean, completely different, as in I'm going to pull up my devotions from this morning and just share something the Lord showed me that I thought was just lights out, fantastic. Hopefully, it'll bless you. But first, let's talk about this one. This is First John chapter three, and I'm going to read it from verse one, but we're focusing. On verse 3, here's what it says. Behold the manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is it did not know him. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, he, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And everyone, here's verse 3, who has this hope in him, purifies himself just as he is pure. So one of the things that defines whether a person is a genuine Christian or not, or whether they're just trying to escape through life insurance or fire insurance, I should say, is whether or not a person has genuinely been touched by Jesus. If you've actually been touched by Jesus, it's not that you don't struggle. It's that you have this move or this drive or this wind, I guess it probably would be wind because it's probably the Holy Spirit, wind inside of you that says, I want to do better because I want to honor my God. That's what it is. It's not, I want to do better so I can show everybody I'm super squeaky clean and make them all feel bad about themselves. <laughs> That's not what it is. It's about desiring to please the Lord. And so all of us who have the genuine hope of the return of Jesus Christ have this drive inside of us to do better or to be better, to honor him and to glorify him. That does not save you. So don't get the wrong impression. The blood of Jesus Christ is what saves you. But if it's really effective in your life, if it's really impacted your life, somewhere deep inside of you, you're like, gosh, I want to do better. I want to do better because I know you want me to do better, and I want to be in alignment with you. Now, I know there's a whole group of people out there, a whole group of quote-unquote Christians who are not really Christians, who are like, I'll just do whatever I want, and at the very end, I'll just repent, and it won't matter. And it's like, yeah, see, that's not how things work in the kingdom of God, and God is quite clear that that was not, uh, that was not a happening in regards to Old Testament people trying to find uh, repentance when it was too late because they had rejected God, that will never fly. The truth is, if you're a genuine, believing, Bible-believing, born-again Christian inside you, not that you're doing it perfectly, but that you have this desire to do or to walk in such a way as to please him, and the drive in that is you know he's coming back, and when he comes back, you want to, like, 
smile instead of running and hiding. That's what the drive is. And so everybody, that's what it says, and everyone who has this hope in him, in Jesus, purifies himself just as Jesus is pure. We want to be like Jesus. That's why we want to do better. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made— Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes, hallelujah. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're one of the only shows that will probably, you'll ever hear the phrase, God said okie dokie. I'm just saying. The Lord said, okie dokie. <laughs> like, wow, who is that guy? Anyway, <laughs> that's my question. Here's your first trivia question. Which relative of Moses suffered from leprosy when she grumbled against God in the desert and against Mo? Who, 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 We need an owl for some of these so we can go, who, who, who. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And in addition, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase. org. I hesitate to tell you what I'm about to tell you because... It's not the funnest thing to acknowledge when you do something wrong, is it? I mean, do you like that? I don't like it, but I did something wrong today, and I'm confessing. I already confessed and talked to my wife about it. Okay. Remember, I've already repented, so now I'm going back and just telling you. So I'm driving down the road to the studio today, and there was uh, a gentleman in a truck who uh, elected to spend a little more time on the phone than on the gas pedal. In the fast lane while everybody was going 65, he decided to go about 50. (laughs) So I went around him, right, which is what everybody else would do, right, with your blinker. And then as I started to go in front, he hit the gas and then, like, tried to catch up to me. And I just, you know, kind of kept going and didn't say anything. Well, he didn't take kindly to my gesture and uh, decided to drive up side of me. He went about 85 or 90 miles an hour to catch up to me. Uh, Not that I was going 85 or 90. He was trying to catch up to me. And he then uh, pulled up to the side of me and showed me that on his hand, one finger was longer than all the rest. Uh, To which I had a couple of moments to reply. And instead of doing my normal piece, which is what I normally do, because he was very uh, obnoxious, uh, I I put my thumb on my nose and I wiggled my fingers. (laughs) And so... uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not sure that was the proper response, and I felt bad, and I'm just telling you guys, I'm just being honest, that it happens to me, too. I, I put my thumb on my finger and went, and uh, I think he was really quite caught off guard because I don't think he was expecting it. I think he was expecting some kind of finger war or something, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to do that, And uh, but I didn't do my normal piece, and, you know, I told my wife, and I said, you know, I already told the Lord I'm sorry. And she said, well, she said, so you didn't uh, you didn't use your finger? And I said, no. And she said, oh, she goes, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's how she left it. So I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> it's what happened. But I still feel bad because you shouldn't do that. You know, that's, you know, I do a lot of driving, you know. But I did think that was original. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm just telling you so I confess that just trying that with you. All right, back to the trivia question, uh, and then we're going to do something a little different on the teach because we I just I got to share this thing with you. It's really amazing. But uh, which relative of Moses? Okay, so it's a relative of Mo. 
suffered from leprosy when she, these are all the hints you need in the world, grumbled against God in the desert. If you think you know the answer, you can. Call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So normally on Thursdays, what I do is we, we do our uh, read and ramble, and then we do our uh, text where we, we do our expository text like in Acts, because th- the thing in Acts today is lights out fantastic. But as I was doing my devotions this morning, there was something that I came across that really challenged my own thinking and where I'm at in the process of seeing the things of God and how I how I receive them and how uh, I identify with the apostles in their early stages. <laughs> See how I said that? In their early stages. And so I wanted to read you this one little verse or these a couple of verses, and then just share with you what it is the Lord was, I think, really communicating with me. And so this is when Jesus was walking on the sea. This is in Mark chapter 6, and he's walking on the water. I'm going to kind of go through towards the end because the big thing is at the end. Uh, Now, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land, and he saw them straining it, rowing, for the wind was against him. Now, about the fourth watch of, of the night, he came to them walking on sea and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said, Be of good cheer, it is I, don't be afraid. So this is all like, oh, that's great, right? Fantastic, right? And Jesus talks to them right away. Be of good cheer. It's all good. Oh, good. Verse 51, then he went up into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. Here's the ticket right here. Verse 52, for they had not understood about the loaves. He just done the loaves and the multiplication thing. Because their heart was hardened. And so I read that, and this is this morning, I read that and I thought, okay, these are the disciples. These are strong believers in Jesus Christ. We're already at Mark, we're almost, almost at Mark 7. They've already seen miracles, but they didn't process the multiplication of the 5,000 being fed with five loaves and two fish. And the scripture says, they had not understood about the loaves because their heart, their hearts were hardened. So then the Lord said, now watch this. So just watch how this goes. So then I go to the Greek word hardened, okay? And it's pureia, pureia, to petrify from a callus to make hard. The word is used metaphorically and spiritually defines the blindness. Hearers of the gospel who repeatedly resist its convicting truth become insensitive and and dull, and lose the power of understanding. And I read that, and I thought, wow, how many times does the Lord do a miracle in our lives, and we become hard, or we've become insensitive, or calloused to the work, or to the power, or to the majesty of God, and then we're just not 
getting it. And when we become calloused in our own lives to the miracles of God, we lose the understanding of who we're dealing with and what's really taking place. So here, Jesus, in his brilliance, ministers to 5,000 men besides women and children. And now you got the disciples in the boat, and the disciples just saw Jesus ministering, and now they're in the boat with Jesus, and Jesus is ministering to them. And they, they couldn't process how he ministered to the the, the multitude, and they're not processing how he ministers to them by saving them in the situation. It just made me put my mind up and go, you know what? I think I become insensitive or calloused or uh, hardened because I don't appreciate, respect, review, honor, yield, and acknowledge the massive power that God has used in my life. And that makes me more hard-hearted to other things that he does. The whole thing is this. Because I don't appreciate the things he's done and keep that as a focus of his great power and his great majesty, I miss. I callous out the greatness of what he is. I'm just like, that's dumb. <laughs> that's my first response. <laughs> that's dumb. And then I was like, oh, I think I do this. <laughs> it's like, this is what I'm trying to tell you guys about when you're reading and you come across something and you're like, oh, but, and then you think, okay, look at these guys. These are guys that are hanging out with Jesus. You're not getting closer with Jesus than these guys at this point, right? So it's not a matter of closeness. It's just a matter of how we process the great things that God does in our life and whether we recognize the miracles or not. And when we don't, then it hardens our heart and stifles our ability to understand his power at work. And it's just like, whoa, yeah, guilty. <laughs> it's like, and again, like we talked about the other day, I don't sit there and go, oh, I'm so bad, and then bang my head against the, the wall. Well, because the wall is like seven feet away, so I can't reach it. I just tell the Lord, yeah, I got to do better at this. I got it. When you're doing something, I need to have in my heart, in my mind, a, an appreciation, a depth, a review of these great things. And then that would help me understand how he's going to help me in my current situation and how his miraculous power is still active. And that will change my entire expectation. I thought it was interesting in the text that in verse 51 before that, it says they were amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. But I think they did that because they were just like not processing the great things that the Lord was doing. And therefore, their their hearts became harder than they needed to be. You get that? That's like, wow. All right. All right. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know, we've got limited time, so i got to see. Somebody's calling in, but I don't know if they're calling in for the trivia questions. Let me check. Are they are? How, can we take it? Can we extend it? Yeah? Okay. Send them on through. We'll have a limited time, but we'll get them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, uh, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I'm blessed. I get better every day. Amen, brother. And that's what we love to hear it. We love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Now we got we got a tight time frame, so I'm going to push you a little bit on this one. Which re which relative of Moses suffered from leprosy when she grumbled against God in the desert? Yeah, that, that's Sister Miriam. That is correct, sir. 
You are right. It was Miriam. She started grumbling against Moses like, you know what? There's a time to and a place to bring things up, but complaining against Moses because of what he was doing was a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Lord says don't speak against the anointed ones of man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You can sure get in trouble talking against some, some of these. You or you know, people that are anointed. So got to be careful. Yeah. Got to be careful what you say and about who you say it. No question about it. Excellent job, brother. Okay, good to hear you on the radio again. Appreciate it. All right, God bless, bro. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. Excellent job, my brother. H. you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, What is the David Spoon experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to... No, not touch. Not, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that... That's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah, and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes. with the, the, It was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then sky divin, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, sky divid, that doesn't sound right. Sky div, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor Wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round.